Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, I have some good news for you guys. Uh, this is good news to me because I think that justice being served is good for everybody. Uh, there's a lady named Henrietta Lacks that if you don't know about Henrietta Lacks, then, you know, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, Henrietta is a woman who uh, unfortunately was kind of duped uh, many, many years ago. Uh, her cells were taken and a lot of money was made. And finally, the family has received justice. I'm going to give you some background on Henrietta Lacks. Also talk about some of the economic implications of various forms of medical apartheid that might exist in the United States. And kind of just give you a Dr. Boyce breakdown of what I see and what's going on. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under the B1 condition. B1 means we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. It doesn't mean we hate anybody and, and, and everybody's welcome to come to this platform, even if you're not black. But also uh, the reality is that we have to rebuild our communities and rebuild our families. And uh, it's, it's not going to be done by anybody else. And we have to also educate our kids. So uh, if you agree with this philosophy, then put a B1 in the chat, put a hashtag B1 uh, in the chat to let me know that it's okay to be black first. Uh, put a B1 in the chat if it's okay uh, for black people to love ourselves. Give me a B1 in the chat if it's all right with you that we educate educate and train our children for the future so that we can be successful and we can compete. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree that it's not being uppity for me to say that I'd love to see our people get educated. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree with me that uh, black people should be well prepared for the future. I believe this. This is what we do. This is how we operate. So anyway, do me a favor. Um, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Hello, plush pillows from Delaware. Uh, shout out your city uh, in the chat if you as you come in, and uh, and let's get started. Let's let's talk about this. So Henrietta Lacks, uh, give me a yes or no. How many of you have heard of Henrietta Lacks? Uh, a lot of you that are listening on Spotify, uh, you can't necessarily tell me yes or no from Spotify, but uh, you can nod this in your head. Have you heard about the story of Henrietta Lacks? Well, if you have not heard about Henrietta Lacks, uh, you need to hear the story. Uh, this is a, a black woman who, unfortunately was really her family was really duped by the medical system uh this poor lady she uh was a beautiful young woman who was a mother of many many children i want to say a mother of five or six children and she died at the age of 31 you know and that right there just makes me sad you know i remember when my mother gave birth to her third child at about the age of 31 and it would have devastated but i mean she almost didn't make it out of labor and uh, and uh, the, the reality is that, you know, we could have lost our mother at that time and it would have devastated our family, just thrown us sideways. And so I want to just take a moment as we get started to say thank you to all the black women who give us life. Uh, thank you for the black women who have our backs. Thank you for the black women who love us, raise us, take care of us and do right by us. Uh, you are deeply, deeply appreciated. Uh, even if the world doesn't appreciate you, I know I do, because if my mother had not loved me and chosen to take care of me, because remember, my mother could have got rid of me. She was 16 years old and pregnant and poor. So why wouldn't you get rid of the baby? I mean, that's what some people think. And my mother kept me. You know, she gave me to God. She said that God told her in her vision that I would be OK and that we would be OK and that I would do something to me. That's the story she told me when I was a little kid. And so um, so I 
wanted to just with intentionality say thank you to all the black women who love us. Anyway, uh, back to Henrietta Lacks and her life. Uh, speaking of extraordinary black women. So Henrietta uh, had this uh, interesting thing that happened. She went to the doctor and uh, she had a really rapidly advancing form of cervical cancer. Cervical cancer is uh, pretty common. Uh, it happens a lot. And, um, you know, you should get checked for that kind of thing. And when she went to the doctor, uh, she um, they found that it was that her 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 cancer was advancing really rapidly. And, uh, and a lot of our families have been hit by cancer, by the way. And that's one of the other things I, I think we should really think about as a community is why so many people getting cancer. But anyway, so uh, she unfortunately ended up dying uh, at the hospital. However, uh, what, one thing that they did was they took her cells. They took her cells. And they uh, they sent them down to a lab and they said, oh, she's a black woman. Nobody cares what she you know that we took from her. So we're going to use these cells and study them. And they found out that her cells were magic. They found out that her cells were uh, were just so amazing that they kept replicating and they had not seen this before. You know, no, no one else can do this. And I and I just kind of believe that there's something about our experience as African-Americans that just makes us amazing, that we have these superpowers that the world um doesn't even understand even we don't understand our power and uh and so she uh had these cells that just kept replicating and they were able to be used for scientific research uh and and literally to the tune of billions and billions of dollars that was made and um and her and all in all these medical advances that came out of this i mean things like the polio vaccine and all kinds of other stuff and her family was never compensated properly. They, she wasn't compensated because uh, they just didn't have any obligation legally <clears throat> to compensate. But uh, once people found out you know, the amount of injustice that had occurred, once people found out how much economic benefit there was uh, to these cells, uh, people then started to speak up on the issue. And finally, <clears throat> uh, shout out to attorney Ben Crump. Ben Crump got together with the family and uh, and they found justice for Henrietta. Uh, ben Crump and, and uh, the team of, of lawyers that he has, which uh, apparently they're very, very good at what they do, they went and got the family a settlement. Now, the amount of money that they received, nobody really knows exactly how much they got, but they did receive something and they, they seem to be happy and they gave permission uh, to Thermo Fisher. Thermo Fisher is the company that um, that in that made the most money, apparently, from the use of Henrietta Lacks cells. And uh, y'all would not believe how much money this company makes. It's absolutely insane. In fact, Thermo Fisher makes more money. Per year. Per, really, probably per quarter, maybe even per month than every black owned business. In America that I can think of at the very least if you took if you took let's say um, you know 80,000 black owned businesses or 100,000 black owned businesses Thermo Fisher this company that you've never heard of this is a this is an indication of the wealth disparity in America give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying one indication of the wealth disparity in America is that Thermo Fisher this company that most of y'all have never heard of literally made 43.5 billion dollars Last year, forty three point five billion dollars. And uh, and that was about a, a, that was a two percent increase year over year, one point six percent to be exact. And before that, the revenue increased to four, increased by about fourteen point five percent. So this company makes an insane amount of money, you know, and uh, and and I really want you, you know, as a finance professor, I want you guys to understand. This is one of the reasons why reparations are so important, not just because of the injustice of families like Henrietta Lacks, where they were not compensated for everything that they gave to the field of medicine, but also because of the amount of wealth disparity from all the other thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and 
thousands and thousands of economic tragedies that have occurred all throughout time. You know, Thermo Fisher ain't the only one. Thermo Fisher is not the only company to have benefited from black labor. Thermo Fisher is not the only company to have benefited from black biology. Thermo Fisher is not the only company to have benefited from black resources. Uh, there are thousands of companies that have, and they've made insane amounts of money. They're probably, I'm going to guess that there's probably 5,000 white companies that make more money than every single black owned business in America put together. Seriously, y'all run small businesses that maybe make a few hundred thousand a year, maybe a couple million a year. Maybe if you're lucky, you make five million or more. But uh, there are thousands of white owned businesses that make billions of dollars and you don't even know that they exist. And uh, and one 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 person, company, group, whatever you want to call it, that was accused. And I don't know if this is accurate or not, I'm just but I have to lay it out there by the family itself of exploiting the image and the likeness of Henrietta Lacks and the story of the Lacks family was actually Oprah herself. And I hate saying that, but uh, according to uh, this article that I'm reading here uh, in uh, the Defender Network, it says here that uh, Lawrence Lacks, the executor of <clears throat> of his mother, Henrietta Lacks estate. So this is a, the son of Henrietta Lacks, says that Oprah Winfrey uh, owned the Harpo HBO Crown Publishing and Random House's upcoming movie uh, uh, based on the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks is inaccurate uh, in its portrayal of the family. What's more, he says, these entities continue to cycle from profiting from Henrietta's le legacy without giving back. Worse yet, they're telling people, they're telling people they're helping the family and they're not. He says, not only are they making money using my mother's name, <clears throat> they're telling people they're supporting us when they're not, said Mr. Lacks. It's embarrassing. And when we try to raise money for our foundation or to help our people, our family, people say, you don't, you don't need money. You're rich. Oprah and HBO gave you all that money. Johns Hopkins paid for college. None of that's true, he said. Uh, and now people are asking, uh, people ask us for money. And not only it's bad, it's bad we can't help our family, we can't help others. Uh, so, you know, th this is interesting, right? Th th a lot of the um, allegations kind of go all the way around. And the Lax family, according to this, this article, they argue that the book doesn't do his mother's legacy justice and inaccurately depicts the Lax family as impoverished and uneducated farmers. Quote, it's part of the Skalutz mythology, and it's very, it feels very racist, said Mr. Lax. If she can present the family as poor and uneducated, she can present herself as spokesperson for the family and make money and promote herself on her lies. It makes a better story if we're poor and dumb. And, and, I, and you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I think there's maybe more to this uh, out there. But, um, you know, how many of you get this feeling that, that they're, that there is kind of a comfort, unfortunately, even with amongst you know so-called white liberals, our allies, to kind of portray black people as as dumb and defenseless. Like we can't actually represent ourselves. Uh, you know, you see this a lot. You know, you see NBA players get to the NBA and they're making all this money, and then they're not being represented by people who look like them because no one thinks that a black person can do that job. Uh, nobody thinks the black person can be the attorney or be the accountant or be the representative or be the publicist, right? And, uh, and, I, and I think that that's um, fundamentally problematic because what that does is that typecasts you to always be in the entertainment you know, or being the subject of the exploitation. So exploitation, uh, whether or not th all this is true or not, you know, I mean, these are accusations, of course, but at the same time, uh, the Lax family was certainly served in injustice for a very long time. A lot of people connected to their story but not many people actually did much to support and help the family. And uh, also one thing I'll say about Henrietta Lacks is interesting as well, is that it does feed into a, a natural distrust black people have for the medical system. 
uh, for, for many, many decades and centuries. Black people have been used for experimentation. Black people have been manipulated by uh, by doctors that they trusted, uh, the systems that they believe in uh, basically ended up taking lots of things from us that money can't buy. And it, and it just becomes kind of a big problem. And uh, ultimately, I think that the, the, one of the things that these stories do for me is is I'm, I'm one of those uh, tip of the iceberg guys. You know, when you tell me what's at the tip of the iceberg, I want to see the whole iceberg. When you tell me what happened to Henrietta Lacks, I become, I'm not as interested in this, just in the story of Henrietta Lacks as I am in the story of all the other thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of stories that never got told. It's like, if you see a roach in your kitchen and you kill that roach, do you really think there's only one roach in the kitchen? Or do you think that maybe you have a roach problem? And I think in the Henry Black situation, it shows that we have an economic roach problem, that the exploitation of black people economically doesn't stop with Henry Lacks. It goes deeper than that. It goes much deeper than that. And I, and I would encourage you as black people, as smart people, intelligent people, to remember that when they start talking about reparations and all that other stuff. You know, all these conversations are tied together. We're owed trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars for everything that was done to us. Things like this probably happened in your family, too, just in a different way. I found out when I did my family history, I found out I had a great, great grandparent who was lynched because he defended my great, great, great grandmother from uh, from a racist man. I found out I had another relative who uh, who had a lot of money, a lot of wealth, and that wealth was stolen after they killed him. That's just me. That's just my story. That's not even everybody's story. That's one of thousands of stories. So 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 really remember, justice is not a one off. Justice is not something that happens for in one situation for one person. Justice is something that must be systematic. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there has to be a systematic effort to. For black people, economically speaking, that will really rectify. The condition of black people, and that's what the Henrietta Lack story uh, in my view, should be part of your takeaway in terms of how you process this. You know, I'm happy she got justice. I'm happy her family got justice. But I want to also think about the other thousands of families that didn't get national media coverage. I think that's very important. Uh, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching the Black Nature channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh, also this podcast is on Spotify if you uh, want to listen instead of watch. Uh, also, my wife, uh, Dr. Alicia Watkins, is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. She's hosting a wellness retreat that uh, starts today. Uh, and uh, she's, a, again, she's a, a therapist. She sees clients on an individual basis and also on a family basis. So if you have trauma in your family and you want to heal from that so you can connect and do better and move forward and set your goals and accomplish them, because trauma, trauma is terrible on, on your body, on your mind, on your spirit. And, uh, and she's a certified trauma professional. So if you would like to uh, take a look at that wellness retreat she's got going on, just go to DrAliciaWellness.com. Uh, they actually get started this morning at 9 a.m. She's got a Reiki healer that's coming in, as well as um, uh, tons and tons of therapeutic support that will help you achieve your goals. And she can also offer you a discount. Um, I think she's extended the discount for your this audience only. So uh, feel free to go to DrAliciaWellness.com. That's DrAliciaWellness.com. Now, also, uh, myself, I have a new book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And uh, that book is uh, an Amazon bestseller. And I'm very proud of that because we were an independent black owned business and um, and we know how to get it done on our own. Uh, we don't get uh, government support or corporate support, anything like that. Uh, and so uh, ultimately, 
we uh, we, 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 we figured out how to make this book a bestseller. So if you want to go take a look, just look at the reviews. You can find the reviews on Amazon. Uh, and it's basically a blueprint, a simple blueprint on how you and your family can achieve a level of wealth in the next generation that will sustain you for 200 years. And just by following very, very basic rules. I've taught at the University of Kentucky, Indiana University, Syracuse University, the Ohio State University, the Center for European Economic Research, and the uh, um, and also um, I taught in China. Uh, so um, I've, I've had a chance to see many cultures and how they do economics, and I want our culture to be to be the top culture. So feel free to go to drboycebooks.com if you'd like to get a copy of the book. That's drboycebooks.com. And also we have financial workbooks for children and financial flashcards, things like that. So if you'd like to take a look at that, you can go to financialworkbooks.com. All right. So anyway, I'm going to get on out of here, guys. I'm actually in Denmark right now, and uh, it's a very, very interesting experiment, a very, very interesting trip. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted on uh, things that I see while I'm here. And uh, hopefully um, we can learn some things. I, I, I can tell you the world is a big classroom. And if you don't have a passport for your kids, I encourage you to get one. Uh, let them see the world, you know, get out here and find, see what's out here. There's so many great things out here besides the United States. And I want to see you be able to grow in that regard. So best of luck to everybody. God bless you. I'll check back in with you a little bit later. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care now. Peace. Peace.